I'm pulling my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, technically, the Academy of Adventure Gaming Art and Design Hall of Fame, also kind of known as Tabletop Game Gaming Hall of Fame. Okay, so first let me explain what this is. Uh, so there's a, there's a group called Gamma. So Gamma stands for the Game Manufacturers Association, uh, and they are the people that are sort of the, the, the organization that joins together all the different companies that make games. Uh, and Gamma does a bunch of different things. Uh, there's two events they run, main events. There's a, a Gamma trade show, which is more a business thing. Uh, and then there is Origins, which is a more consumer-facing uh, game show. At Origins, one of the things they do, and they've done for a while, is they do what they call the Origin Awards, which is the, uh, the awards for tabletop gaming. Um, I have won a bunch of Origin Awards. I don't even know how many I've won. Um, I know Ravnica, original Ravnica won an award. Concept Tarkir won an award. I think Innistrad won. So I've won a handful. I, d I don't actually know off the top of my head. Um, most of the trophies are up in our lobby, but uh, I do have I do have one one at my desk. I think I have the Ravnica on my desk. Um, anyway, so it is essentially you know the Academy Awards for tabletop gaming, uh, and one of the things that they do uh, is they have the award show, but they also do a Hall of Fame induction every year, and they normally induct uh, three people and two games. Um, so anyway, let me let me back up a little bit before we get to actually all, all that. Um, so one day, I get a call from Mike Elliott. Now, some of you might recognize that name. So Mike Elliott, uh, he and I uh, joined Wizards. I, I joined Wizards in 95. He joined shortly after in 96. Um, he and I, plus Bill Rose and William Jockish, and then later Henry Stern, for a while were like magic, uh, the magic development team for a number of years. Um, anyway, uh, Mike left Wizards many years ago. Uh, but while he was at Wizards, he was very prolific. Uh, he did Urza Saga. He did Onslaught. He did um, Mercadian Masks. He did a bunch of different sets. Uh, and so Mike and I had worked together pretty closely because, um, in fact, uh, I gave Mike his first design opportunity when I led Tempest. I asked him to be on my design team. Um, and Mike and I had both, both Mike and I had been hired as developers. But he and I both knew we were designers and wanted to show off our chance to be designers. So when I got the opportunity to lead Tempest, I was told I could pick my team. So one of the people I picked was Mike Elliott because I, I had great faith and he obviously, um, he created slivers. Anyway, Mike, Mike's done lots and lots of stuff. Um, so Mike gave me a call. Like I said, I've known Mike for a long time and Mike was the one who informed me that I, I had got inducted. So um, I don't, the process behind it, um, I don't know the exact details of it. There's a lot of different factors. They try to weigh a lot of different types of games and different people. And, you know, there's a lot of desire for the hall to show the breadth of all that tabletop gaming is. Um, but one of the things that Michael, uh, you know, uh, Mike had realized was trading card games weren't very well represented. Richard Garfield had gotten in uh, many years ago. Mike, uh, Mike himself had gotten in. And Satoshi Nakamura had gotten in, but that was it as far as people that did any work in trading card games. And so one of the things they were looking at was to try to do more of representing trading card games. And so obviously Magic being the, the you know, 800-pound gorilla of trading card games, um, 
they looked at magic. And uh, so anyway, uh, Mike informed me that I was getting inducted. And, and it was really, um, it was a great honor. Uh, originally, I actually had a family vacation planned for the week. But my, my family was, we managed to move it so that I could attend. So uh, I went to Origin. So the, the Origin Awards and the Hall of Fame induction are done at Origins. Um, so let me just talk a little bit about Origins for those that might not know. So Origins is uh, a consumer-facing uh, tabletop game show. Um, basically, there's a giant um, hall that just has lots and lots and lots of different companies with different games, and you can demo any of them. There's lots of places to demo. Um, there then was a separate room that was for like tournaments and things, so lots of different... Um, companies were running tournaments. So, so the demo room was more teaching people that did not know about the game, and the tournaments were more for diehard fans of the game. Uh, but one of the things that's cool is, um, you know, normally if you go to an event, you know, a, a random event, there's a few things going on. But here, just name your tabletop game. There were lots of different tournaments and lots of different games going on. Um, and it was a lot of fun just going around and, like, you know... Um, my family and I have a Friday night game night that we always play, so I managed to pick up a few games for our game night. Um, but it was a lot of fun just sort of seeing all the games that are out there. Um, back in the day, when I first started working at Wizards, I went to Origins a, a whole bunch. In fact, there were some... Um, for a couple years, the U.S. Nationals was run at Origins. Um, so I was at the U.S. Origins that, like, Henry... Uh, not Henry Stern. Uh, Mark Justice won... Uh, I was at the one, um, I was at a number of them. I was at the one where um, Mike Long lost in the finals, one of the most exciting sort of uh, dramatic things. Uh, anyway, I had been to, I'd been to Origins in the past, but I hadn't been there 15 maybe years. Um, I just had other, lots of other things going on. So I, it was sort of fun, uh, kind of retracing my roots a little bit, and it was neat sort of seeing, just seeing all the games out there. I got to see a bunch of friends. Um, one of the things about Wizards, working at Wizards, is a lot of people have made their way through Wizards. And so, while Wizards is the only company I've worked at, um, you know, when I walk the halls at Gen Con, not Gen Con, sorry, at Origins, when I walk the hall at Origins, I can't help but run into a lot of people that I've worked with over the years. So I managed to do that. Uh, and there are a lot of Magic fans at Origins. And so I definitely had the opportunity um, to meet a bunch of people. Uh, in fact, I had... I had some um, autograph signing set up, so I had a chance to do some autographs. I met a bunch of players, um, heard some wonderful stories, uh, and really met a bunch of... It, it, one of the things that's really fun to me when I, I get to sort of meet people is hear their story of how they got into magic and what, how magic has impacted their life, and so that's always fun to hear. So I really enjoyed that. Um, okay, so um, on Friday night, so the event I think is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a four-day event, I believe. Um, I think it's four days, four day or three day. Uh, I got there um, Thursday night, uh, and so I was there all day Friday. Um, and uh, so Friday night uh, at eight p.m. was the Origins Awards, which also includes the Hall of Fame inductions. Um, my mom actually flew in for the event, and uh, I have a cousin named Eric uh, who lives in Columbus, and another cousin named Dan who lives in Cleveland. So I grew. For those that don't know, I grew up in Cleveland, um, and so. I have a bunch of family in Ohio, and uh, so anyway, I actually had some family at the event. Um, my, my, my wife and kids weren't able to come, but it was nice that I had other family that was there. Um, 
anyway, so the way it worked is uh, the event starts off by being that the Hall of Fame inductions go first. Um, so the first person inducted was Matthias Wiggle. Wiggy? Oh, I didn't pronounce that wrong. He is an artist. Uh, he has done... Oh, no, sorry, not Matthias. Sorry, I, I said this correctly. He's not an artist. Uh, the first award was the Rising Star Award. Uh, Matthias Wiggy, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, he designed the game Arc Nova. So what the Rising Star Award is, is usually somebody who's only worked in the game industry for five or less years. Uh, and it's kind of acknowledgement of somebody who is up and coming, who has some success. Arc Nova was a big game. Uh, and so uh, he was the Rising Star. Uh, then they, uh, there was an artist um, named Jeff Easley. Uh, and he has done a lot of art for Dungeon Dragons and for magic and fantasy art. Um, and he got, he got inducted for that. Uh, then they inducted uh, Martin Wallace. So Martin is a prolific European board game designer. Uh, some of his games, he's designed a whole bunch. Uh, the Brass series, I think Brass, Brass Lancashire and Birmingham are the two ones that I, 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 I hear a lot about. Um, Railway of the World, Steam, Age of Steam, London, Automobile, Struggle of Empires, Few Acres of Snow. Uh, he's a very, very prolific designer. He's from Europe, although currently lives in Australia. Um, and, oh, so what happened was on Friday during the day, um, Mike Elliott took uh, Martin and I to lunch. So I never met Martin before, so I had a chance to meet Martin. We could talk a little game design. Um, also, the, the other interesting thing about the lunch is all the people at the lunch... Uh, there were a few other game designers who joined us. Uh, we're all freelancers, and so a lot of the conversation at lunch was about freelance game design. Now, I happen to work for a company, so I actually don't do freelance game design. All my games are designed for uh, one, one company. Um, but it was really interesting hearing a lot of ins and outs. You know, uh, if you want to be a game designer, most game designers don't work for a single company. The vast majority of game designers are actually um, freelancers, and so... It was very interesting just hearing about the world of freelance and a lot of being a freelance game designer is understanding sort of where things are moving. Like what, what do players want to play uh, and, and what are the new innovations and what are the new things you can do. And so it's, it's really watching and seeing the games that have sort of shown in the last couple of years, you know, tabletop game design is always shifting and moving. Now magic unto itself does that sort of, un, you know, magic itself always keeps shifting. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Um, we had we had a nice lunch. Okay, so uh, finally I was called up. They, uh, um, Mike. Um, sorry, I'm sneezing a second here. Um, or maybe I'm not. Oh yes. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, so Mike Elliott said some nice stuff about me and talked about sort of stuff I had done, uh, and he brought me up on stage, uh, and I was able to give an acceptance speech. So. Um, I thought I would give my acceptance speech that I gave there to you guys. Um, I'll adapt it a little bit because uh, that speech was... A, a, I, I should stress. I, I did not... It wasn't a, a speech in the sense where I wrote every word and memorized it. It was more I figured out what I wanted to say. And so um, we, the actual ceremony is recorded. So if you want to go online to Origins... Uh, on the Origins website, I believe, you can actually watch the whole ceremony. Um, and so... Uh, but... Uh, this is uh, basically my acceptance speech. It'll be, uh, it'll be adapted to this medium a little bit, but um, it's, it's the essence of it. So this, this is the speech that I gave. So I was allowed, um, basically they gave, they, said, they gave me eight to ten minutes to say whatever I wanted. Um, so this was my acceptance speech. 
So when I was a young kid, uh, I had two great passions. From my dad, I learned a love of games. From a very young age, he, he showed me a lot of games. We played a lot of games. My family played games. Uh, you know, a lot of my friends that I made were through gaming. That, you know, gaming was a very core part of my life. And so growing up, I, I loved games. Um, the other thing, I, I, my other hobby growing up was writing, uh, which I learned from my mom, my mom Lynn. So my dad, Gene, really got me into gaming. My mom, Lynn, really got me into writing. I, I loved creative expression. I wrote stories and poems and plays and, you know, whatever I, I could do. I, I, I did a, um, I, I got involved in like a playwriting contest and I did a lot of different things. So that was my two passions growing up. I really loved um, games and I loved writing. So when I went to college, uh, so I went to Boston University, uh, this is the mid-80s, um, there really wasn't any way to study games. That wasn't a thing. I mean, games existed. People designed them. But the idea of studying game design as something you would do at college simply didn't exist yet. Um, I went to a communication school, and even that was kind of young you know, when I went there. Um, and so there was, there was, I was allowed to learn about writing, but it wasn't a, there was nothing to learn about gaming. So in college, I did set up a gaming group. I played a lot of games in college. I, I learned a lot about games. I made a lot of friends through gaming. Um, but I decided that, okay, well, maybe I'll study writing since that's the thing I can study. So I got a degree in communications, a BS in communications, with an emphasis on screenwriting, uh, specifically on television writing is what I wanted to do. Um, and so I learned a lot, and I took a lot of classes and did a lot of writing. I also was involved, there's a thing called um, Stage Troupe, where I did a lot of plays. I, I, I wrote some of my own plays. I wrote a play called Lego My Ego. I wrote a play called Last Impressions. Uh, I started an improv troupe. Um, I uh, started a writer's workshop. Uh, and so I took a lot of classes on writing, and then I just did a lot of writing on my own, a lot of extracurricular writing. Um, but anyway, so the idea was, oh, in that college, I sort of decided that I wanted to fulfill my passion. My passion was, one of my passions was writing for television. I really love television. I love the idea of writing an ongoing story that you keep telling. And so I, I went to Los Angeles intent on writing for television. Um, now, for those that know my story, uh, I had a little bit of success. I got on the staff for Roseanne. It was probably the, the biggest success that I had. Um, but it was during the time that I was uh, in Los Angeles that Magic the Gathering came out. So this is 1993 where Magic Gathering came out. Um, Roseanne was in uh, 90, was it 91? Um, so this is a little after I was on Roseanne. Um, and I was in between things at the time. Uh, writing in Hollywood is very hot and cold. Sometimes you're working nonstop, sometimes you're between gigs. Uh, and so I decided to go to a game store, to work at a game store just to get out of the house because writing is kind of a solitary profession. And it is that, at that store that I first heard and learned about magic. Um, and magic just reinvigorated my passion for game design. Um, I, I, I like to say that magic is kind of like catnip for game designers. That it's a game that lets you, the player, have so much control of what you're doing that you really are sort of a game designer. You get to craft your experience. Uh, and that really encouraged me to want to um, learn more about game design. So I couldn't learn in college. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go... I'm going to be self-taught. I'm going to read everything I can about it. And so I went to look for books. Now, this is the 80s. The internet really wasn't a thing 
as of, I'm, I'm sorry, this is the, not the 80s, I, I was in school in the 80s, this is the 90s, um, this is like, uh, you know, 94, um, the internet is in its infancy, it really isn't what we think of today as the modern day internet, um, and Amazon didn't exist yet, so I had trouble finding any books on game design, the few that existed were out of print, uh, and I couldn't find any store that came, even the ones that in theory were in print, nobody carried them. I couldn't find them. Uh, and so, in fact, the interesting thing is the very first place that I ever sort of got any training in game design is Gamma had a trade show in Las Vegas, and they had a special one-day seminar on game design. And I was so excited. I drove to Vegas. Vegas is drivable from Los Angeles. Um, and that was the first time I ever got any proper training in game design. Uh, and it was exhilarating. So... Um, what happened there was Magic came out with a magazine called The Duelist. Uh, I was intrigued. I thought that they could have more advanced content. I ended up pitching a puzzle column called Magic the Puzzling. And then I ended up uh, pitching articles to them. And so for a while, I was writing a lot of articles about Magic. And in fact, it was through my connection with The Duelist that I was first noticed by Wizards of the Coast. So interestingly, what got me my game design career was my writing. My writing is what got me noticed. So eventually, I was working on enough projects with enough parts of the company. I was freelancing, I think, for seven different sections of the company at one point. Uh, R&D said, do you want a job? And I said, yes. So in 95, October of 95, I came to work for Wizards. Um, and once I got there and started actually working, you know, being a game designer, one of the things that I remembered was how I, the aspiring game designer, there was really nothing out there. There was no one talking about game design. And I was a writer at heart. And so I just started writing about game design. Um, at the time, by the way, back in the 90s, it really wasn't a thing that game designers did. I think the thought process at the time was that you were giving away company secrets. That if you explain how you made your game, they, you, know, you somehow were giving something private away. And so most game designers really weren't, around, weren't allowed to write about their games. But Magic was a young company, and I was just eager to write because I was a writer at heart. So... I started writing about it, and nobody thought to stop me. Uh, and by the time somebody sort of said, you know, should Rosewater be doing this? Should he be writing about game design? Enough time had gone by, and Magic was doing well, and people seemed to like it, that they said, fine, it seems fine. Um, and so one of the things that really happened was, um, I, when I had taken the job at Wizards, you know, when I first went to L.A., I'm like, okay, I guess writing will be my career, and games will be my hobby. Game design can be a hobby. And then when I went to work at Wizards, I'm like, okay, well, maybe game design's my hobby, and writing will be my... I mean, game design's my career, and writing will be my hobby. Um, but one of the things that I figured out was that, actually, both ended up being my career. And that the reason I think I, uh, you know, I'm getting inducted into the Hall of Fame is partly my work on Magic. Obviously, Magic is a big game, has shaped the game industry, the tabletop game industry, in many ways. Um, and I played a big part in Magic, although, once again, there's lots of people that work on it. Um, but I, I think an equal part of it is, um, I think in writing about game design, I, you know, I became the first person to have a weekly column about game design. There were a few people that occasionally would write, Dave Sertlin, I remember, once in a while would write, um, but I had a weekly column about game design, um, and the... You know, one of the things that my, my whole belief, the reason that I always believed that we should write about game design is I'm like, if you are doing good game design, if the product you're making is, is good, teaching people and educating people about game design just makes them more eager to buy your product, 
makes them more excited. It makes them appreciate your, your product more. And so, um, you know, I've done a lot to sort of talk about game design. Obviously, I do a weekly column called Making Magic. Before that, I had a column in the Duelist called Insider Trading. I mean, Making Magic, I've written over a thousand columns now. Um, I, have my, I have this, I have this uh, podcast, Drive to Work, in which I've done over a thousand uh, podcasts about game design. Uh, I have my blog, Blogatog, which I've, I think it's been up for 11 years, and I've answered over 144,000 questions. Um, and so I, I, another reason I believe that I, I'm being inducted in the Hall of Fame is that I, I think I've done a lot to advance the idea of game design and the idea that it's okay to write about game design, that one of the cool things now is that, you know, if you're going to make a game, there's some expectation that you write about game design. The idea that game design is not only something that you can write about, but that you should write about is a, is, is a very big change from the 90s when I started in my day. So I, I like to think that, I mean, I'm not the only person, but I, I think I'm one of the people that really helped push the idea of game design writing as a thing. Uh, the other thing that's really interesting now is now you can go to school and study game design. Um, you know, I know when my, uh, my daughter Rachel and I were visiting schools, we ran into a couple of schools that had a game design program. Uh, and it was really exciting to see that. And it's cool that some of my work, um, like I did a speech at GDC and some of my writing, you know, Making Magic and even some of my podcasts are being used in classes where they're teaching about game design. And so that, it's very exciting that I went from a place where I wanted to study game design and couldn't to a place where the stuff I've done is being used to teach other people about game design. Um, so anyway, I just really wanted to thank, first off, my parents, my dad, Gene, and my mom, Lynn, for really imbuing in me a love of games and a love of writing. I, I think really have been the, my touchstones for my whole career. Uh, I want to thank my wife, Laura, and my kids, uh, Rachel, Adam, and Sarah, uh, who, who have been there all the time. And, you know, uh, I don't always turn off my game design brain. Uh, and so they have to put up with me uh, constantly sort of talking magic, even at times when it's not really the thing. So I want to thank them so much for being there and being, being my rocks. Uh, and finally, magic is not a solo endeavor. I, I did not make magic by myself. Uh, there is a huge, huge group of talented people. And, you know, this is my 28th year making magic. So I've worked with literally thousands of people. Um, and so I, I want to thank everybody who had their hand in making magic. Um, you know, I, I definitely think I've had a, a big influence, but no way alone. And it is through the, the, with the work of so many other people. So I want to thank all of them that uh, I don't think I would be recognized for my work on magic if not for all those other people. Uh, so anyway, thank you so much. I'm so honored. Um, when I look at the list of the names of the people in the Hall of Fame, uh, these are, you know, the people as a game designer I've always looked up to. So it is very exciting to be on that list. And so I thank you so much for this very pretty plaque. Uh, and thank you. Uh, I'm quite honored. Anyway, guys, that was my speech. Um, so, uh, what else? So the... Um, I, I, so, oh, after that, after that uh, was the award ceremony. Uh, and they gave out, I don't know how many awards they gave. They gave out like 10-ish. Um, so one of the awards was for best trading card game. Uh, and two different Magic products were up for it. Um, the Warhammer 40,000 decks and the Brothers War were both up for best uh, trading card game. 
as well as some non-magic games. Uh, and Warhammer 40,001. So I was actually honored to go up and accept an e- So Ethan Fleischer was the lead designer. I was able to go up and accept in Ethan's behalf because uh, I was there. Ethan was not. Um, so it was nice to go up and give an acceptance speech for Magic. Um, and then uh, Warhammer was also up for best game of the year. It didn't win uh, a little uh, cat game called Boop won. Um, it's like a two-person strategy game with cats on a bed. Um, but anyway, uh, it was nice that Magic uh, managed to win in Origins this year. Uh, Ma- Magic usually uh, doesn't win every year, but it wins uh, about every other year. Ma- Magic has a pretty good track record, um, obviously. Um, we-, we made a good game. So. Uh, and so the-, the-, the award went on. And then afterwards, um, my family took me out for a celebratory dinner. Um, and it was nice. I hadn't seen my cousins in a while. Um, uh, I-, I used to live in Ohio, but I... I, after, I went to college in Boston, then moved to Los Angeles, then I moved to Seattle, so I've not been back. And my, my parents, neither of which still live in, um, in Ohio, so I don't get back to Ohio all that often. So it was really nice uh, to see Eric and to see Jason, and uh, I'm sorry, see a- Eric and Dan, and then Jason showed up the next day. He wasn't at the ceremony. Um, basically, I, I have um, four cousins. Of, well, I have more than four cousins, but my mom has a brother, and he has four kids, and so all of them, or three of them live in Ohio. That's who I got to see. Uh, Eric and Jason and Dan. And then uh, Laurel uh, lives in Chicago, but my daughter just spent four years going to Chicago. So I actually have seen a lot of Laurel recently, which is cool. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think of other, other fun things about this. Um, the, uh, the other thing that was really fascinating about getting a chance to go to Origins um, was to see so many other games and... It's fun, to, like, one of the things that is neat to do uh, is see trends and see what are people playing and, you know, what's the hot thing. And, you know, there are definitely different um, flavors, you know, of the time. Um, a lot of times what will happen is one game will come out and that game will be very, very popular. And then it sort of spawns similar style of games. Like Dominion comes out and deck building games become a thing. Or... Um, you know, uh, Codenames comes out and there's a lot of sort of uh, language, you know, type games and stuff like that. So it, it's neat to see how something comes out and then a, a lot of things follow suit that whatever, you know, um, this year you can see um, Wingspan, for example, was a real popular game last year that you can see influences this year. Um, um, anyway, it, it, it's, it is a neat thing to sort of watch and see. Um, and the thing that I always enjoy as a game designer is it's always fun to play new games. Like one of the reasons that my family does a game night is I just like to see what other people are doing and experience other games. And um, a lot of times, you know, when I play a new game, it'll inspire me to think about magic differently. Not that magic does exactly what that game will do because usually, you know, they're apples and oranges. But um, it, it is a neat thing that always gets me creatively to think about, you know, how games can be and... Anyway, I think sometimes that I'm very insular in magic. I, I, I spent all my time making magic, and it was very fun to have a weekend where I get to see the rest of the gaming world, tabletop gaming world, and see the games and, the, and meet the people and meet the designers and watch the awards. And uh, you know, it was really, I don't know, I, w- I was very touched by it. And you know, one of the things that I, I like to say is that um, one of the great things about gaming in general is that there's so many different experiences out there, you know, and that um, 
I hope, you know, I hope if you're a fan of Magic that you keep an eye on tabletop games and see all the different things that are going on. And, you know, there's a widespread of games from very casual to very sort of um, what I call crunchy, meaning um, the games that have lots of moving pieces. Um, and that it, one of the things that's really interesting to see is I love seeing the whole spectrum of, like, what are games that are trying to be, you know, the, the simplest of possible. Like, here's the game, there's very few moving pieces, and there's something to do that's very simple and easy to learn. Versus stuff in which there's a thousand components, but it's really capturing something neat and the experience you're getting to do. You know, the, one of the things that's fun looking at games is seeing all the different flavors of games. Um, like, for example, I uh, did Infinity this last year, and so we were really playing around in the space with amusement parks. And there were numerous games that I saw this weekend that really had had a, a, you know amusement park or carnival or theme. And so it was just sort of neat seeing how other people took a theme that I played with and did completely different things with it. Because, um, you know, I was playing in the space of magic and an unset, and these people were making tabletop games, you know, that are board games and stuff like that. So it was just really, it, it's just neat seeing all the different things there. Um, but anyway, I just want to end by uh, thanking Mike Elliott, uh, thanking the Academy, um, thanking all of Gamma and all the people that I worked with. Uh, John, who's the, who's the head of Gamma, who I worked with directly, uh, John Stacy. Um, and anyway, it was it was a great honor. I, I really, um, I think there's times in your life where you, you sort of do something like you know. Um, I was very touched that that um, you know. I obviously in my job I have a lot of you know the audience reaches out to me, which is really awesome. So I, I have a lot of feedback directly from the players, which I adore. Um, but it is nice to sort of get a little bit of, of feedback from something beyond just magic players, but, you know, the gaming industry as a, as a larger organization. And um, I'm very touched to be part of gaming. I'm very happy that I ended up becoming a game designer. It really is something that I enjoy immensely. Um, and it is so fun. It is so fun to be part of that world. And the fact that I could be honored uh, by my peers was a big deal. So um, it was really special. So anyway, like I said, uh, it was recorded. You can go to the Origin site. If for some reason you want to see me give my speech, but slightly differently, uh, you can go on there and see it. Um, or you want to see the awards and see other people get awards, you can do all that. Um, it was really fun. People were so excited to get me their awards. Uh, there's some passion that, you know, people spent years and years making their game. And so when it gets recognition, um, like Magic is in a weird space where we have such a huge community and I'm constantly getting feedback and there's, you know, I can go on Reddit any day to see, you know, all sorts of comments about the game I make. That is not true for every game designer. And so uh, I know getting recognition for a game when you pour your heart out and this might be the one big thing you get is a giant, giant deal. And so anyway, I just want to thank everybody. It was, it was an awesome experience. I'm so glad I went. Uh, and I wanted to share it with all of you because it really was um, a really once-in-a-lifetime event. So anyway, uh, I can see Wizards from here. Uh, I think I've said all I need to say for today. Uh, so I just want to say... Uh, this is the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.